Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's who we in applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, blah, and blah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In FL and Dave. Damn a shake. Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are. And happy Thanksgiving wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 35 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available on iTunes, I encourage you, nay, demand that you head over there and subscribe. ASAMP. Also, you can uh, track down the podcast, davedamashek.nfl.com. All sorts of hooey and applesauce there. The uh, This podcast, just the tip of the iceberg of the foolishness. You can track down the shame report from this week. And uh, thanks to everybody, as usual, for checking that out and all the other jazz. Lots to yap about here. Week 12, it's, uh, it's Thanksgiving time, like I say. I hope that you're wise enough, that you have the sense to get out there and play a turkey bowl. Yes, three great games on Thanksgiving, but also find some time in the next four days or so to play a turkey bowl. It's one of the great traditions in America, and shame on you if you don't get involved in that. A man who knows all about that sort of thing, I'm sure. I Actually, I don't know for fact, but we'll find out right now. From NFL.com, the great auteur of the Pick 6 column, also one of the stars, superstars of the NFL Fantasy Live program, it's Adam Rank. Hit it. you rank hey boss thank you for having me excited for thanksgiving a, a holiday i would say that was tailor-made for a guy of my build yes a man of your carriage enjoys thanksgiving <laughs> yes. it really is quite a thing you know i i do i'm not going to get into my list of holidays right now mm-hmm. however i would like to do maybe we could cobble that together very quickly at the end of the show okay some sort of thanksgiving list well should we do best side dishes seems like all the all the uh 
hacks. Everybody, all the hacks out there are doing lists of their own, and I don't care for it. I no. started listing. Yes. Well, actually, you know, I guess the AP started listing the college uh, football teams in, in their order of preference. But then I took over all other yes. lists. How dare everyone else? But maybe we could do like a side dishes, mm-hmm. or do you think we should do best turkey preparations? There aren't that, that's not as versatile a meat as say beef or or swine. You got two choices: you got the fried, yeah, or you just got the traditional bird. That's not true. You have you have cold cuts. Give me a nice uh, pepper turkey or a or a turkey pastrami. That's pretty good. You ever oh, have one of them? Uh, you ever have a mutton chop? One of those nice big turkey legs like your. Henry I grew VIII? one one time. You did what? I grew a mutton chop one time. What does that mean? Oh, on the side of your yeah, face? Just on the left side. That just was one weird, side, yeah. Weird fashion move. It was uh, it was an homage to the Steelers. Just one side of my face had a mutton chop. I like that. I like that. We thank you on behalf of <laughs> Steeler fans everywhere. We thank you. But so the rank- side dishes, that's where you make your hay on the holidays. You know, because everybody loads up on turkey, the ham. Maybe you have a nice ham. Who has ham? At Some turkey people have at ham. Thanksgiving. It's they weird. Do. Yeah, you see it. The holiday ham. It happens at prime, Christmas. Prime rib. No, no, no. Also at Thanksgiving, people they take liberties with it. And I'm it, first of all, it offends me a little bit as an American. It's turkey or nothing. But I've seen the ham. Amen. A man I, has to stand for something. I'm glad you're putting your foot down on this one. But to me, I let everybody else load up on the turkey. You know, I could have. I could go down to Subway and have a turkey sandwich, but I don't get stuffing every day. Mm. I load up on the stuffing. On the steamed broccoli, on the corn. There's too much good stuff. Don't waste too much of your plate on the turkey. The side dish is where where it's at. Can I tell you something? You've just reminded me of a little a little thing that I've yapped about over the years too. And you and I I'd, I'd let it uh, I'd let it go. But now you've brought it back. Why is stuffing stuffing is delicious? Why is it relegated just to Thanksgiving? It's, we need it's stuffing's delicious with anything. Why can't you eat it instead? When when you go to a burger joint instead of fries, I'll have stuffing. You know, yes. I think I'll take the stuffing. Yeah, why can't why why is that not on the side dish? Why am I getting my risotto? Why am I go what risotto? I love by the way. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not disparaging it. Why does it always have to be a potato? How about instead of a nice uh, re, uh, and the red potatoes are very good. But what about as a change of pace? Stuffing. I'll stuffing. take the stuffing with my with my uh, with my piece of salmon, if you please. I would say the Boston Market in Huntington Beach is only opened because I go there for that express reason. Because I love to eat stuffing. <laughs> I have it, and when you go to the store and they have the 10, 10 boxes for ten bucks, uh-huh. I'll buy all ten. Oh, you I'll actually pay up. for it? Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I thought will... it was. I, I I had a a vision of you sort of like them not them not benefiting or profiting at all from you digging <laughs> through the dumpster at the end of the night with all the leftover <laughs> stuffing. But all right. No, I, I have a home now. Oh, do you? <laughs> Things are looking up. Everything's coming up ranked these days. All right, listen. Now let's talk about football. And we can, if we have time at the end, then we'll do a list of the the th- See, you get me off track, Rank. You're 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 an enabler. It's, okay, it's true. Well, let's talk football. Now you let's talked talk about the shame skin. report. Yes. Now who who are some of the people? Who are some of the victims on the shame report? How about? Tory Smith was he? Did he make the shame report? I think you know he did. Yes, I didn't care for his. I don't care for the guys who wear long hair out of the back of their helmet, and then they seem upset when they get tackled by it. That's what I really resent about it. And I, I, it's not just Tory Smith, but specifically last week, he almost he would have scored a touchdown mm-hmm. had Pac-Man Jones not been able to catch him by his mane. Now the Ravens win that game, but it was close. 
Jermaine right. Gresham should have had a touchdown. Right. That's something else I want to talk about in just a second here. But he should have gone for a touchdown. They end up winning the game. But what if they had lost that game? What if the Ravens lose that game? Then they're behind the Bengals and the Steelers in the AFC North. What if they miss the playoffs literally by a hair? <laughs> then what? Literally then what by do? a hair. Right. It's Absolutely. A, and that, you know, cut, cut the hair, you dang hippies. That's my point. It's like when they get upset about the hair, it's like me being upset at Sizzler and Del Taco for me being fat. I'm the one who made the decision. I'm the one who ordered the chili cheese fries. Nobody else. I can't I can't blame anybody else. It's like the broad who spilled coffee on her lap and she sued McDonald's. No, you have only yourself to blame, Tori Smith. Yes, I agree with that. And I'll tell you another guy who better be careful with himself, Tyler Palco. I don't know what he's thinking <laughs> with that hairdo. And I'm not just talking from a fashion standpoint, but if we are talking from a fashion standpoint, your hairdo is uh, 25 years out of date. You better be Yarmir damn good. Yager called. He wants his uh, mullet back. Yeah, you better be damn good if you're going to do that. And Tom Brady does that, fine, but not Tyler Palco. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna, he might get it handed to him on Sunday night <laughs> by the Pittsburgh Steelers, his, uh, his hometown football team, of course, Tyler Palco, a lefty out of the banks of the Three Rivers, not living up to the, to the usual high no. standards established by uh, Pittsburgh natives under center. All right, another quarterback issue. Jay Cutler down and out now. Mm-hmm. And Caleb Haney takes over the reins. Although at the time of this recording, we're hearing that Kyle Orton maybe could be there. Could yep. be there. It's not confirmed yet. He may return there. It makes sense. Obviously, spend some time not just in the organization, but with Lovey Smith. And so there's uh, so so there's some um, some history there. Now, what do you think, though, Rank? If you had a choice, not this week because of course they have to go Caleb Haney, but the rest right. of the season. Who would you want under center there? Okay. Would you want Caleb Haney? Okay. Kyle Orton? Kyle Orton. Let me throw another one in the mix, though. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. What if they could get, what if they could get him out of retirement? I don't think it's ridiculous that, to, to think that you could talk him out of retirement. And what's more, I, I obviously don't think it's ridiculous that a, a, an in-division rival could talk him into returning <laughs> now. He basically, it, it would be great if he played for three of four teams in the I would division. say next year he would just suit up for the Lions. Who would you most want to have? Yeah, right. Who would you most want to have, though? What about we're not going to talk about Mark Bolger because he was thrown out there? Because I feel if you go from the one double chin of Jay Cutler, you go for the double chin of Mark Bolger. Interesting. How is it possible? What is this? What is this thing about quarterbacks and double chins? How I don't it, know. Well, it makes sense for me. This is why I have the little beard or goatee or whatever you call it. Like it makes sense for me, but a quarterback should have the the square jaw chiseled. Should yes. look like Scott Hansen, leading you know, like man, the looks. square jaw. But they're just kind of like me. Kind of doughy almost. Well, that's like, one phenomenon. And then the other one is the Southpaw phenomenon. There's so many lefties in uh, the NFL. Left, watching a lefty throw is just so much more natural. Well, maybe not Tim Palco, Leinert. Uh, it looks better. Vic. Um, who am I forgetting? There's some. Uh, there's another lefty taking snaps these days playing in the Who'd NFL. You have? We have Palco, yeah. Leinert, Vic, Vic. Thanks for listening. Paul McDonald. Not Paul McDonald. He's not in, he's not in the league anymore. Mike Pagel. Mike Pagel. Jim Zorn, uh, Tim Who's Tebow. A, Tim Tebow. <laughs> That's right. Okay, I know <laughs> yeah. you're being smart. I know I, you're being. Cute. I wasn't being no, smart. I couldn't never, think of him. I you didn't never think want him. to acknowledge. I don't really it. count him as a quarterback. You never want to acknowledge that he's good. He's not a quarterback. He he he's, runs around. He a lot. is, and it's about time you finally. I won't admit do it. to it. No, no, here's the thing. I want to. You were like the guy when you play pickup basketball, 
And there's always one goofy guy, you know, who who doesn't look like he should be on the court. He has a terrible shooting style, but he's draining threes all day. And he'll make eight consecutive threes. And Dave's the kind of guy like, I'm not guarding him. He's, he's not good. Like, look at the way he shoots. Like, no, if he's making it, he's making it. If Tim Tebow is going out and winning games in the NFL, he's winning. I don't care what he looks like. I don't care what he's doing. Circumstantial. That's how we measure things. No, no, no. You always talk about when we talk about Peyton Manning, and the one knock we always have against Peyton Manning is that he doesn't win games. He doesn't come through in the clutch. He always chokes. So if we're going to put that as, and I like that, you know what? And I'm with that. That's the that's the the standard that I take. So if I'm going to sit here and I'm going to bash on Peyton Manning for the last ten years, then I've got to give Tim Tebow his credit because he's just winning. If he does it. The, the sample size is just not large enough for me yet, Mr. Rank. You make some fine points, but it is circumstantial. Let's mark the date. We are, it is Thanksgiving time. Hear me now, believe me later. By Christmas, this story will have long since lost its luster. They are not going to be in the playoff race. They're moving into the meat of their schedule. They are going to start losing games, starting with, Phil Rivers and company, as bad as the Chargers have been, the Chargers will beat them this week, and things will start, the ship will start to be righted, the Tim Tebow fa- uh, fad is going to end, and guess what, you know who agrees with me? John Elway. John Elway knows that this is nonsense. If John Elway thought this was happening, he would say, oh, we're 100% behind this guy, we think we found our quarterback. He won't even say that. He knows that this is a passing fancy. But he knows that Tebow thrives off that. That he actually responds uh, to that, and this is oh, and John this is, Elway, master psychologist, and this is well, this head. is the same thing that everybody was saying back in Halloween, like, oh, wait until Thanksgiving. By the time <laughs> we were? get there, this Tim Tebow thing is going to blow over. Now, listen, you've got me off track. Now, the question was, who should be the quarterback for the Bears? Yes, of those guys that you mentioned, Brett Favre. It's funny. It's funny to say like, oh, he's going to play for any every NFC North team. That's not happening. But Kyle Orton, and here's another guy we talk about who gets made fun of. People see his photos on Deadspin, you know, and things like that and make fun of him. The guy, again, he just wins. He goes out and wins. If Josh McDaniels would have just stayed, would have drafted, just stayed with Kyle Orton, not drafted Tebow, put a good team around him, kept Brandon Marshall maybe, then Kyle Orton continues to win, and that is the name of the game. It's a great question or a great thing that you that you, uh, hypoth- you throw out there hypothetically, which is I'm not sure who came immediately after in those five or six picks after the Broncos drafted Tebow, but who? what piece could they have added to the puzzle instead of that and build around Kyle Orton? I'll do you one better, though. What if Josh McDaniels hadn't traded Jay Cutler? That team, <laughs> that organization would have been far better with it, but the Bears, to bring it full circle, um, are now are without Jay Cutler, and I know that the knee-jerk reaction is, wow, the Bears are done. That's it. What a shame. They were on such a roll, but of course, what they're about, and Jay Cutler's been dandy, no doubt. Right. Uh, I still think that they're about uh, Matt Forte and their defense. Their defense has been stout. And look through the NFC before you just declare that they're finished. No one's going to catch. I don't. You know, the Lions are not going to catch the Packers, and neither no, are the Bears. But uh, but they're in the play. Uh, they're in the wild card mix. And again, it's Wednesday at the time of this recording. So if you're listening on Friday and the Packers lost to the Lions, forgive me. But my assumption is is that the Packers are going to win in Detroit. So the Lions are going to have uh, are, are going to be at this point. They're going to be six and five. Mm-hmm. 
the Bears are right there. They're in the mix, and uh, and the Falcons are in contention for a wild right. card, and the Cowboys or Giants are probably right there. I don't think the Eagles have enough. Uh, can can uh, even if they win the, win out here, I don't think they're in the playoff mix by the by the time it's all said and done. So I think the Bears can keep winning. And what's further, just to double down on the point I made last week, talking about lefties, bring it back to that too. Matt Leinert and those Texans are going to keep on winning. They're going to wind up with one of the top two seeds. I think now that the Patriots, because of, by virtue of a very easy schedule the rest of the way, are probably going to come close to winning out if they don't just, uh, in fact, do that and finish 13 and three. But I bet you that those uh, Texans wind up with no worse than the two seed. So Matt Leinert's going to be fine in that offense. He's going to be asked to do what he did at USC hand the ball off to your talented running backs. They've got Foster, they got Ben Tate. Hand the ball off to him when you get in trouble. Throw it for throw it to Dre Johnson. You'll be fine. Texans they'll be pretty good. They'll they'll probably. I was kind of going back and forth because maybe one of the AFC North teams takes the number two seed, but I'm kind of they could knock each other out. The Texans don't really have that much competition that even with Matt Leinart at quarterback should be able to to land that number two seed. Well, I think so, but we've you've been talking up the Raiders since uh, the preseason, and I wasn't on board with that. But if they get Darren McFadden healthy, mm-hmm. I really now now I, I I think I believe in this team. Flawed though they may be defensively, especially, everybody's got flaws. Yes, especially in the AFC too. Every, the, the, the all those, Patriots are that their their defense is bad, and they'll lose. I know everybody now is on the well. Look at what they've done the last two weeks. Yes, they've played two abysmal teams. Beat is what Tyler Palco, congratulations. Yes, yes, and Mark Sanchez. <laughs> so those are two of the Who's worst QBs. Yeah, it's a it's a fair question to ask. I think Mark Sanchez ranks in the uh, among the five worst quarterbacks in the league at this point. Wasn't Brian Schottenheimer when the Jets made their first run? to the AFC championship game. Wasn't Brian Schottenheimer being talked about for a head coach? Yes. And he kind of backed off and said, I'm, I'm not ready. Because to me, that's it's this thing I've created called the Yasmin Bleeth principle. It's like, when you're hot, you should cash in. Because when Yasmin Bleeth was on Baywatch, they were offering her millions of dollars to post for Playboy, which they did with all the Baywatch girls. But she's like, no, I've got my, I've got my integrity. I've got this or that or whatever. And then what happened? She's doing nothing now. She became you know, hooked on crack. She had she that, did? she had that awful mug shot. She had that ill fated relationship with Richard Greco. You know, now she's flashing kids on the Santa Monica promenade for five bucks. She is when she could have been making millions of play. I mean, she probably would have spent it all on drugs anyways, but the point she is, would've? yes. So the point is, is when you're hot and people think that you can be a head coach, you jump onto it. You don't. Well, you don't wait. You don't. A guy who I always think about with that is uh, now I can't even think of his name. The Rutgers uh, head coach, right? Sh- should have left there. Oh, when he yeah. had that with Ray Rice and uh, <laughs> and that team. No, I'm going to stick it out here. I'm going to keep building this. We're going to build a program. You're not. <laughs> Get out while you can. Yes. So don't be. Don't be. Silly. Upgrade. Yes. Don't. Don't be. So was it Green or Gene? No, not Gene. What's his Snist- name? I can't think of his Snitsky. name. Black tie. I'll figure that out. Put Who put cares? that in in post. Like he's that, so irrelevant. I can't. Even I'm gonna think of I'm his gonna name do anymore. that again. I'm gonna do that again. Black tie, and then and then just in post, you just insert his name. But here, I'm gonna give it to you clean right here. All right. Uh, yeah, you know who who that applies to is Rutgers head coach Greg Schiano, because he's he could have uh, really gone on the big things. Yeah, when you get a chance to to make your cash, you do it. Yes. All right. Listen. Now let's say hello. And I also rank. Start thinking about this. Mm-hmm. It is around Thanksgiving time. 
Let's uh, let's uh, we should uh, we should give some things we're thankful for. Let's keep it to the pigskin, though. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So Del let's, Taco, Wahoo's Fish Tacos, those are all out. We're, I, enough, you know. It, it, it the world doesn't revolve. It's just food, Adam. It's not love. <laughs> Do you understand? I'm worried about you. Are fella. you sure? I'm worried about you. All right, let's bring in our pal from across the pond. He's a fan favorite here on the uh, on the program. It's uh, it's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. Happy Thanksgiving to two of my favorite Americans. Oh, thank you. Are you going to celebrate? Uh, I, I I've never have done before, so I don't know why I'd start. Is this your first year in the states for Thanksgiving? This is my first. I actually I was in Thanksgiving once before uh, in the states for Thanksgiving once before. Uh, I was in Phoenix, Arizona, aged mm-hmm. eighteen. I didn't know that Thanksgiving was happening that day, and I just right. thought that the whole town was. I thought it was a desert, and and uh, I mean, like, it is oh, this is what it's but, like on a Thursday in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. We so, we have two holidays where we celebrate getting away from the British. Yeah, it's, Not it, it's almost weird for you to be celebrating it, but will you? Will Will the handsome Hank household, the Triple H household, have a? Uh, will it have a turkey? I, I actually will be at work tomorrow, um, but I will be enjoying watching three games of football, including the Dolphins beating the Cowboys, which which I think every American can uh, can celebrate. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll eat some turkey probably as well, even if it's just in sandwich form. Do I like that. Do you like, like turkey? I love turkey. Turkey's a you know Christmas in in the UK. You only get to eat turkey once a year, which is which is Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I I celebrate the fact that you guys can have found another excuse to to roast a turkey. Yeah, yeah. So all right, well that's a, and, and your dolphins are playing and they're red hot. They haven't lost a game and they love yeah. Thanksgiving. By the way, they're they they've been very good on Thanksgiving in the past, yeah, especially the, against Dallas. Yeah, one of the great uh, Thanksgiving matchups yep. <laughs> in 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 my lifetime was the Leon Lett game. Well, don't forget, I think it was two thousand and four. Uh, Jay Fiedler and Ricky Williams led them to a great win in Dallas as well. So the, right. they, they they actually they like Thanksgiving and and beating Dallas on Thanksgiving. And you would have thought at that game they would have used up the Leon Lett stuff there. But they're like, no, 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 we're bringing it back yeah. out. It's like Guns N' Roses coming back. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, your rank is a, uh, a GNR file. You know a lot about the GNR, <laughs> don't you? I do. I'm a fan. Did that make? A, did uh, did yeah, they, they made, break they out made in it, the UK? Yeah, they made it across the. Are they but I mean, were they were they huge yeah, they were in huge. the UK? They're as huge as they are here. Really? Hmm. I guess. Yeah. What kind of music does Handsome Hank listen to? Handsome Hank ha- is, has a broad uh, musical taste. All right. What's what's in the uh, CD player? Right. I now? like Radiohead. Do you like? Do you know Radio? Like, do you know of Radiohead? I'm familiar with them. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're from. They're actually from my hometown of Oxford. So that that this morning on my way to work, that's what I was listening to. I listen. I love. So that. you were depressed driving in? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Computer. Terrific. Yes. Kid yep. A. Terrific. Yep. And I know that uh, pretentious Radiohead fans won't like this opinion. But uh, but the Benz is a dynamite record. As I love well. it. That's probably my favorite. Wonderful. Record. I'm with you yeah. on that. One More day. straightforward sort of sound. Yep. All right. So handsome Hank, as you do every week, you come in here, you kibitz with us about what players and coaches are saying in the NFL, the most ridiculous things, and then handsome Hank reads them for it because, as you can hear, he has that elegant British accent. And it puts them in the best possible light. And uh, <laughs> what are we focusing on today? What what did a player or coach say that sounded particularly silly to you? Well, we, we're back to Twitter. Um, 
Jags kicker. I like you. Josh... I, you could just stop there. You had I'd me just at say Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. <laughs> um, uh, Jaguars kicker Josh Scobie uh, and uh, Deshaun Jackson have got into a little war of words on Twitter. Apparently, of course they um, have. Scobie watched Jackson on Sunday night and, and wrote on Twitter at that time, Deshaun Jackson's a punk. And then he, um, he did a hashtag, which I'm not going to repeat because it's, it's no, what unrepeatable. What is it? It's, it uh, I hope Black Tile will, uh, will bleep this for me. It's grow up, tiny bastard. All in you one. can't say bastard? No, I don't think so. So if That's I was going to sit here and talk about Quentin Tarantino movies, I would be recused from saying Inglorious Bastards is a great movie? Yeah, I that's, think, why, I that's why it was just bleeped. With, I think we can get away with that word. I think it's okay. fine. Um, Mark Sessler, who does the Around the League column for NFL.com, wrote a thing like, it would have been cool if he would have called him Tiny Dancer. <laughs> ah. Uh, so then Scobie wanted to clarify his comment. So he said, relax, people. He's just a punk, which to me means he doesn't respect anyone or anything around him. Therefore, I don't respect him. Um, and obviously, Deshaun Jackson was actually playing at, at the time, so he couldn't really respond. Mm-hmm. Scobie uh, evidently got a call from the Jaguars PR staff. And so then he had to tweet again, said, I shouldn't have called Deshaun Jackson a punk. I used the wrong words to try and make my point. Uh, and then finally, Deshaun Jackson saw it, and he, his PR people hadn't stepped in at this point. And he said, this man, Josh Scobie, is way out of line. Stick to your own business. Mind your own. I don't respect what you're saying, little boy status. Plus, I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that was a ham-handed effort. Uh, uh, I don't know who this guy is. But I do think that right. that's the if, uh, Kids, hear, hear me now. This is an important lesson. When you get into a war of words with anybody, if you pretend you don't know who they are, that's always a winning angle yeah. to play. Like, I'm sorry, yes. I, I'm not familiar with, with who you are, so I, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to you. It's a great angle. But on the other hand, Deshaun Jackson not knowing uh, who Josh Scobie is seems, uh, <laughs> seems like the yeah. joke's on him a little bit. <laughs> I like the idea of this. Deshaun Jackson, one of the few NFL players who isn't a kicker, who is a, is probably smaller than some kickers in the league? <laughs> he's a, he's small. He's probably smaller than Neil Rackers. Who's who are the ripped kickers in the league these days? Janikowski. Oh yeah, Janikowski. That, that, that's not ripped. He's <laughs> he's a he's a he look. You know what? He looks like one of those guys from the ESPN strongman competitions. If he's ripped, you'll rip. Because they're all lit. But no, that's <laughs> the strongest guys are always the guys who are a little bit more portly. Because you watch the strongest men, and they're always they look. Not like me, but similar, like thick. They don't look like Triple H, like they have like the WWE superstar Triple H, where they're all ripped and super like Mr. Olympia. They're just kind of, they're bulky. Wow. But long and short of it is, is, is if Sebastian Janikowski's ripped and Dieter Brock's a good quarterback. <laughs> Ding. Damashek takes the lead. If you haven't been listening, we see if we can organically work Dieter Brock into the conversation. And uh, whoever does it first gets the point. Damashek gets it this week. Handsome, before we let you go, uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, something you're thankful for, or a few things you're thankful for in the world of pigskin. Uh, I am thankful for the Dolphins turning it around because as much as I would have liked to have been part of that Andrew Luck derby, it's kind of depressing watching your team lose week after week. And I've been with the Dolphins in the last decade, it's happened often enough. Um, so I'm thankful, despite the fact that we're now out of the Andrew Luck derby, I'm, I'm thankful that they've won what it is I'm three thank- in a row. At I'm what thankful point- that we have uh, handsome Hank saying words like uh, just benign words like Twitter. He makes it so jazzy. <laughs> Confetti. And, and derby, he turns into Darby. 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 I've never heard yeah. of that before. Yeah, Darby. Darby. I like it. Um, how, I dis- how, how much are you going to like it when Matt Moore, when they decide, you know what, we can roll with Matt Moore next year? 
we're going to pass on Matt Barkley. We're going to pass on any good number of quarterbacks are going to come out in the draft next year and be like, you know what? No, we saw enough of Matt Moore. We're rolling with him. Is, you thankful for them? Is Tony Sperano the Dolphins coach in 2012? I do not believe he will be, no. I, I think, I think so even either. if he wins out, I don't think he, he will Really? Be. I think Stephen Ross is set on a on a new head coach and actually a new quarterback. Even if and Because it's a new head coach, I think it's a new quarterback as well. Matt Moore might be a good guy to have in while while a rookie you know, waits in the wings for a bit, but. All right. Well, listen, handsome Hank, beat beat it here. You know, get out of it. Show yourself the door there, you handsome devil, and enjoy your uh, first Thanksgiving as an American. Are you going to? By, uh, that's a good question. Are you uh, going to uh, become an American? Do you intend? I, to I'm not. A I don't think I, not. Not at the moment. But I am. My wife is due in about three weeks time to have a baby, which apparently will be American, which is yes. kind of bizarre. You're not um, flying him back. No. Dual citizenship, though, yeah. I believe you'll yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, but right. I will have an American son, which is which What is if, weird. what if, hypothetically, your kid grows up to be an Olympic-quality athlete in right. whatever sport? It's highly likely. Look at me. Look at him, will, yeah. Will you make him, will you, will, will he, will, will you force him to represent the motherland and the queen, or or the king, I guess, at that point, right. it'll be the king, but, uh, right? How does that work? I, well, I, I don't have time for this right now, but is will the prince, he will be the the king? Yes. Yeah, he yeah. will be. So Prince Charles, though, right? Not prince Charles grandson. is next up. He's no. the next man up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is? But he, yes, he, he is. I thought Prince I, William. He, I thought, he may only I thought have it was a short... King William. No, William, I mean, he, then he's the next I, one after wouldn't that. Wouldn't Charles defer to William, though? I, I, oh, I, I misunderstood. Wanna, I can't speak how, to the royal family. How would you, like, Charles has got to be sitting there like, Mom, you're never going to, you know. Take a dirt nap or whatever. I'm going to be king for like three weeks. Um, wow. I so, but will you require him though to to represent Great Britain, or will he uh, will he be from the U.S. of A.? Uh, that's not something I put any thought into, but I will, and I'll, I'll have an answer for you next oh, time. I want you to be, think about okay. it. I will. I really he's will. He's going to become a soccer star, and when it comes around to the Olympics, he's actually going to play for the U.S. because our team's not as good. That's how he gets on the team. But if he's a great basketball player, because Handsome Hank's rather tall, if he's a great basketball player, he won't play for the U.S. He would go over to Great Britain. Yeah, but as Handsome Hank's people like to say, that's rubbish. Because (laughs) that uh, Chris Kamen did that. The L.A. Clipper went Mm -hmm. and and still does, in fact, play international ball with Germany because I think he's two generations removed from someone being German. And so he goes and plays ball there. And he, of course, he's just taking advantage of the loophole. He could, we'd have right. no chance of of playing for the USA. So he goes over and plays for Germany. Hey, you love it so much? Go play, uh, go play all your ball over there, Cayman. I yeah. don't like it. I I, I, <laughs> I detest that move. I'm sorry. I, hey, but I want to play in the Olympics. Hey, it's the same thing as uh, as what's his name owning the Dodgers. You know, had to finally give him up. You know, yeah, I want to do a lot of things too. Just because you want to do them doesn't mean you get to do everything you want. You don't get to play in the Olympics for Germany. Nonsense. And shame! All right, that's enough of that. Handsome Hank, I bid you good day. It's been a pleasure. Turkey. Good luck to your Dolphins. Thank you very much, Dave. I think you really should start rooting for them to lose, though. All right, they, they're not going to go. <laughs> no, they're not going to be historically now. bad. They've won three games. Now they could go back in the tank. It'll be, be You'll be better off for it in 2012 and beyond. No, no, there's plenty of good quarterbacks. We'll get, we'll get one of them. All right. Well, best wishes with that. There aren't that many good quarterbacks. Yeah. There are many bad. I was thinking about it the other day, and uh, everybody talks about the quarterback league business. And... Um, for my money, I think there are as many bad starting quarterbacks at this point. If you look at who's starting games in, in week 12, 
there's as many bad quarterbacks as there are good. You know, you could uh, people think like, ah, oh, they're in fantasy terms when the season started. I like, ah, oh, they're 18 or 20 QBs. But look right. at it in real terms, which is, some of these guys are are dreadful. Speaking it's like of which, the shink, it's like the shrinking middle class in America. Mm, there's the high elite, and then there's the really wow. bad. Powerful analogy, powerful <laughs> metaphor you just made there. Adam Rank, I want to talk about uh, what you're thankful for, but quickly, because I don't think we're going to get a chance to do it. We have to do we have to do episode number 35. We have to talk yep. about which player wore that number best in the history of football and in sport in general. And then let's also jump into the DeLorean here in just a second. But first, okay. 35, the first name that comes to mind, Tom Barrasso, uh, two-time Stanley Cup champion for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the early 90s and then number two neil anderson a great running back who yes. people seem to have forgotten because of course he took over for walter payton but had uh, some really nice years there up in soldier field well uh, neil anderson out of uh, florida yeah very underrated a guy who came in it's not easy to replace a legend who else you got frank thomas right frank Martin? thomas wore yeah. 35 for the white Sox. um tony esposito hmm he wore one. Uh, Kevin Durant wears 35 now. Right, right. He's one of the current ones. Um, the American League MVP, Justin Verlander, Ooh, that's wears a good 35. One. I don't like him, though. Ever you don't since like his, him. His whole nonsense. Like, <laughs> I would normally be all about it. Like, anybody who plays, because I like Detroit and Philadelphia, and I like these towns that dislike New York and Boston as much as I do. The Yankees and Red Sox that hate him. But Verlander is a different level of punk. For his little shenanigans, I mean, when you've got to have the the official score change your change Ibar's base hit to an error to preserve your no hitter, which you then went went out and promptly lost anyways, then there's something wrong with you. And he's I can't wait, I can't wait till Detroit comes to Anaheim this year and Verlander. I want to see him throw a punt, or I want to see him throw a ball at Eric Ibar because I will punch a Tigers fan in the face. If that happens. Ooh, something to look forward to. Something everybody. to look forward hey, to. Hey, happy we Thanksgiving also- and happy holidays. That's <laughs> terrific. That's a terrific message to send out. We also have uh, Mark Madsen. Mad Dog Madsen wore 35 for the L.A. Lakers. Okay. Petros Papadakis, 35 for the, for the for USC the SC, Trojans. For the SC Trojans. His radio partner, Matt Money Smith, and our uh, partner on the uh, NFL Fantasy Live show is going to be in the uh, on the podcast, I think next week or the yes. week after that. Uh, finally, we've kind of held off on having him in. He's a he's a great fella, of course. And we're uh, gonna wait till the jack Dave... of all trades. But mm-hmm. yes, we're gonna be opening the new podcast studio, the Dave Damashak Broadcasting Center, Studio sixty six at NFL Network. Yeah, and I think uh, we're gonna have Lynn Swan and Jack Lambert come by to cut the tape, cut the ribbon. Yeah, that'd be cool for the ceremony. Now they're gonna now when the Cowboys open Texas Stadium. It wasn't a Cowboys game that was the first event there because they brought in U2 to do it because you want to get all the kinks out. You want to make sure there's no problems. Uh-huh. So it's my understanding that one of the – one of the under, not the under, because I don't want to say – but one of the family members of the Dave Damashak broadcasting family here at the NFL, uh-huh. because we do have a great family of Dave Damashak network. I think we've got Cover 2. We've got the Coaches Show, Eisen Show. We've got the Fantasy Show. We've got some. We've got some great shows as part of the Dave Damashek Broadcasting so sort Network. Sort of, we're putting in. We're going to let them kind of go out and test it out, get in some reps, make sure we get all the kinks out. So instead of it being you two, we're going to have Cover Two or somebody like that yes, in there to work out exactly. the kinks of, the, of our new uh, podcasting center. All right, Absolutely. well, very good. I think Kevin Phil Durant, Negro. Frank Thomas, Phil Negro too. Oh, Phil Negro, right? I, Was I, he thirty-five? 
Do we have a 35? Not yeah. that great a number, in other words. I think so. He was 35. I know Ricky we Henderson. Forgot. I think Ricky Henderson wore 30. But, I know he was 24 yeah, for some years, but he also career. wore 35 in Oakland. I think his first time around. By the way, so I think we give it to Durant will end up being it. I yeah. think the thing. But, it's a great, you know, it's a great number to take over. Yeah. Because it's one that you think would have better people, but then you're kind of like. Right now, though, I think you got to go big hurt over Phil Necro. That's what I, that's that. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to say. Um, and 34. Well, Mike we were Richter, remiss. by we, the way. We, Hold on. Our pal. Mike Richter. Mike Richter. You know who's going to call. Who? Our Merms? friend, our friend Merm over at the uh, 280 Park, the league office. Actually, they changed the dress. They're no longer 280 Park. Yeah, but the, the league center. office in New York. Kamish are... Goodell's uh, nerve center over yes. there. Yes, Merm's over there, always keeping us up to speed on these numbers. And also, uh, it hurt him to do so as a Rangers fan. But he had to give kudos to one number eighty-seven, Sidney Crosby, for the yep. glorious return he made to the ice after a year away from concussion. Wonderful. I stuff. go on, you know, and I do, you know, I, I do guest spots, and people. The first question out of people's mouths when I would go on like the sportscasters or these other local places that I go on to do a show uh, in Portland and some other, everybody wants to ask, just said, how does Dave feel about the return of Kid Crosby? Tell him. I'm, uh, tell him. I can't talk to him. He's, uh, he's up on cloud 10. It's, he's it's, too far up in the clouds right now with, absolutely. with the excitement. Um, so, all right. Rank, let's quickly, where I want to do the picks, but what are you thankful for? I uh, let me just tell you quickly. Uh, let's trade back and forth. Let's see okay. who has more, more to be thankful for. Purely in football terms, mm-hmm. black tie, hit some NFL films music. NFL films music. That's the first thing I'm thankful for. I've made no secret of my love of it. And uh, NFL films music. It inspires me through the day, and it makes uh, the sport all the more desirable to me. Um, three good games on Thanksgiving for the first time, probably. In forever, I mean, usually we didn't always have the primetime game, but right. we, we rarely got two good uh, Thanksgiving games. We have three. The Packers, who will go 19-0, playing the Lions, of course. So we talked about Dolphins and Cowboys. Okay. And then the showdown of the Harbaugh brothers. And I've, I've gone on record. Hard to root for either guy, really. You know, these are... Really? These are, well... One's obvious because here's he's who a I'm 49er. Th- here's who I'm thankful for. The Ryan brothers. I like Rob and Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan's a delight. He's funny. He's unorthodox. He swears at fans. I dig it. I like what he's about. And I forget that in January when the playoffs start and he becomes an arch nemesis. But in the meantime, he's a delight. He makes the sport a lot more fun. People like Belichick could take a page from uh, Rex Ryan in my book. But the Harbaugh But Ryan plays so well because there's guys like Belichick. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, if everybody were like that, it wouldn't be that way. But, yeah. Um... But, uh, yeah, the Harbaugh boys, as I said on the shame report this week, it just, you know, the I'm tougher than you. I mean, the whole handshake thing I thought was overblown, was ridiculous. Schwartz was wrong to do what he did. But really, doesn't it all start with Jim Harbaugh? Basically, that handshake, in one handshake and look, doesn't it say, I could beat you up? I'm better looking <laughs> than you. I'm bigger than you. I'm a better athlete than you. And I just beat you. And, I, and I'm going to remind you, I'm going to intimidate you physically with this handshake. That's my nightmare. It gives me a chill up my spine. As a high school nerd, that's what I felt like for poor Jim Schwartz. That's, I feel his pain. And then you have John Harbaugh. Doing, so that's why know. people hated me, you're saying. I, I didn't realize. Wow. <laughs> Boy, it's really sad. That's the, the high watermark of your life. And it's all been downhill for you ever since I'm then. like the guy in Varsity Blues who still shows up in his Letterman's jacket. 
at age 35 <laughs> going to high school parties. <laughs> you have one to be thankful for, right? Well, I don't want to take. I, I was going to ask you because what do you are are you not thankful for the Bills going back to their their old uniforms? I listen. I am thankful for them. I am thankful for the 49ers, and I'm thankful for the Redskins. All over the last couple of years, making the the righteous turn back to a better uniform. I'm happy for them doing that. Um, I'm also happy though for Aaron. I'm, I'm glad in, for, in from a historical perspective that we are getting to watch. Aaron Rodgers play, not just because they're going to go 19-0 this season, but because we are watching the greatest player in NFL history. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same as if we were if we were in 1920s uh, Manhattan and watching Babe Ruth. We would be able to look back and say that. Or if we were in the 80s in Pittsburgh and we could look back and say we saw 66 Mario Lemieux, the greatest player in NHL history. It's the same sort of thing. Right now, we're watching people, especially in Lambeau, get to enjoy the greatest player in his prime, in the history. I do remember that because I was a young man still in high school when the greatest hockey player of all time, Wayne Gretzky, came to the LA Kings. That was that was rarefied. I was very thankful for that. Yes. Um, um, was, I, or if you were in 1930s Green Bay and you were watching Don Hudson, all right, settle down. How thankful you would have been there. I don't want to hear about that. All right. Why not the greatest receiver probably ever? I'll tell you what else I'm thankful for. I'm glad I don't root for the Cleveland Browns or Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. I really am. I, I mean, I, I mean that sincerely. I, I'm not mocking anyone. I'm, I, I feel, I sincerely feel for Philadelphia fans and Cleveland fans and all those fans who who don't just not just irrelevant. Their their teams aren't irrelevant. They've suffered, you know. Browns fans have really suffered because they've gotten so close. So they've had those Red Sox fan type mm-hmm. losses in the in the in the final moments of big time games. But then they've also had miserable seasons. So they've gotten it both ways. It's like being a Red Sox fan and a Cubs fan, depending on the season. And Philadelphia fans are always close, and they never get over the hump. Imagine being in the division where everybody else has won a Super Bowl but you. Right. The Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys have all won Super Bowls, but you haven't won one. Right. What, a, what, what an awful feeling. I have no idea what that be. would be like. Yeah, it's a, well, Being listen. a fan of the Rams and watching the 49ers win four Super Bowls. I feel for those fans, and I, but I, I, I admire be... them for sticking by them. They're not these people who just cherry-pick and start rooting for whatever team's good. They've stuck by their teams. I'm glad that I didn't, wasn't born into that because I would right. surely be that guy if I'd been born in Cleveland would or Philly. Be I'd be guy? rooting for those teams. Would of you be that I guy? Would. Or would you be <laughs> like... What indication of I, is there that I've ever switched teams because my team isn't good No, enough. I'm just saying, would you regard them like the same way you regard the Pirates, where you just never talk about them and you don't care about them? Would yeah, you not but, care I, about but I don't switch allegiance. No, but still... you just don't care about the sport. Yeah. Well, I care about... No, baseball has fallen into irrelevance fee, ir- irrelevancy for me, not because of the Pirates, but because of the postseason. I don't like the way it operates. But what I am thankful for, and I don't care... I'll wave my flag and you can denounce me as biased. I'm not biased. I'm still able to be objective. Do I say Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL? Yes, I do. Yes, is that, you is do. that colored by my opinion? Is that the, because I because I happen to have been born into Pittsburgh? No, I still can be objective. I've picked against the Steelers many times when appropriate, and I've hit the nail on the head many times by picking against them. I'm objective, but I'm glad to be a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. I'm lucky. They're an imperfect organization. Yes, we We've seen Roethlisberger, Heinz Ward, James Harrison. Yes, some nefarious yes. deeds by these fellows. But the Steeler way is the right way. 
I'm pleased that season after season, this is a team that is relevant, admired, and plays a brand of football, and they boost the spirits of the citizenry in Pittsburgh just about every year. It's not for me, Rank, that I'm happy that right. the Steelers are good. I'm out here in L.A. It's sunny, whatever. You January, got out of Pittsburgh. January and You February. escaped from Pittsburgh, yes. Shame on you for saying that. You, I Listen, this industry happens you, to be you based in— Hollywood happens to be in Los Angeles. If it were in Pittsburgh, I'd be happier. But it's not. So, but the people in Pittsburgh that have to endure February, those those cold winter months, I'm happy when the Steelers do well because it boosts the morale there, don't you see? Mm-hmm. So I'm always happy for that. So well, those are the things for them. Those are what I'm the things I'm thankful for. How say you, Rank? You have one to be thankful? One thing not food related. Not not food. Football so... related. Del Taco chili cheese fries. All right, be. enough. All right, How you, about you missed the I'm happy. Entirely. I'm thankful that St. Louis FC has a new owner, one who appears doesn't care about the team. That he's not going to make a change. He's got a the the GM. That that team is awful. They're getting. I think I'm thankful that they're getting closer to returning to Los Angeles. The NFL is getting closer to it. You know what? We made a mistake. They're going to come back. We're going to have them back because it. It just makes sense. It's just the one thing that makes the most sense. When you look at all the teams, when they talk about, like, who should move here and all that stuff, the only one that makes sense is for this franchise in St. Louis to move to L.A., and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that people are coming around to seeing it my way because we gained momentum. Jack Youngblood was on the Dave Damashek football program. He agreed with me. I think Jerome Bettis, if you listened to the interview last week, he agreed with me. If you read between the lines, you could tell he was agreeing with me. That's what I'm thankful for. All right. Not exactly awe-inspiring, but so be it. All right. So now, Rank, let's jump into the DeLorean, take it up to 88 miles an hour, and uh, and jump to next Tuesday, and let's figure out who wins these games. We'll do it in audio form. We usually do it on video, and you can look at that at davedamashek.nfl.com. But this week, we'll keep it to an audio file. And uh, and you, you all set to, to drive into the future? To the future! All right, Rank, here we are. It's next Tuesday. Let's get through these games. Cardinals at the Rams. The Rams win it, and they win it by a score of 20-10. to 10. Not too much surprise here. John Skelton, that era needs to go away. Remember a couple of weeks ago when people were like, hey, you know what, he could be the quarterback of the future. Not so much. Okay, Falcons hosting the Vikings. Falcons, uh, I still don't buy this team as a as a contender to get to the Super Bowl, but uh, but they take care of business here. They win it 24-13. to 13. I buy them more and more as a legitimate shot to get that last wild card spot. Titans hosting the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers keep their – they're uh, flickering playoff hopes alive. They go into te- Tennessee and uh, a team that's a little bit on the fade there. Buccaneers pull this one out. They win it 21-17. to 17. Start the Jake Locker era in Tennessee. Redskins at the Seahawks. Uh, a lot of people think the Seahawks are on the rise. They keep their little mini roll here going 13-10 to 10 in a miserable matchup of two moribund teams. Shanahan wants to get fired, right? That's what we've... Come to the conclusion I, of I think we can agree on that. The Bears with Caleb Haney visit the uh, the East Bay there. Oakland, the Raiders are uh, on a roll there. They get to seven and four. They take care of business and uh, and they win that game by eight points over the Bears. Absolutely, the Raiders going to take the AFC West. Broncos at the Chargers. I told you that Tim Tebow would fade away, and as it turns out, as we sit here on uh, next Tuesday, the Chargers do 
take care of business. The uh, Broncos score a paltry seven points, and uh, that's not nearly enough for the 24 that Phil Rivers posts there. The Chargers still alive in that division. Yeah, I was up at the beer line. I missed that one. <laughs> and the uh, Steelers headed to KC, Arrowhead. They saw Tyler Palco and, uh, and uh, Roethlisberger and company take care of business there. 31 to 17. I'm rooting for Tyler Palco because I don't really care about him. I just want to see him grab the mic and go, I'm so proud of this bleeping team. <laughs> that would be nice. All right, so Tyler Palco uh, I pro- probably isn't going to get a win there, but I hope you have a happy uh, Thanksgiving. And make sure, listen, if you're able-bodied, play a turkey bowl. It's an American tradition. Throw you the ball, do though. Don't yeah. don't run the run. No, you run the ball if you are if you do it the right way. If you're an East Coast fan. For a guy man, who doesn't just- like... 30s era football it, it's surprising you run the you ball like run. that's the one place where you play like tim tebow you run, <laughs> pretend you're tim tebow and just run the ball in your turkey you've got ball the same day. throwing motion so that makes sense well lefty yeah i throw the ball further than tim tebow all right well listen we've said it all black tie nice job as always we'll be back for more hooey and applesauce later on but in the meantime thanks so much football fans it's been a thin slice of heaven you go into your shower feeling tired But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry... But it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.